3D printing at commercial scale has been around since the 80s and in the last 10 years has reached the point of being so advanced that we can now print almost anything in a variety of materials. But for fashion, the utilisation of 3D printing has yet to be fully explored. I am Peter Jenho Sang, founder and CEO of Beyond Form, and in this episode of Venturing into Fashion Tech, I'm joined by Rebecca Yurtz from EOS, a company specialising in industrial 3D printing. Rebecca uncovers the game-changing benefits of 3D printing for fashion and the design freedom that it unleashes. Allowing designers and brands to break free from the traditional creative constraints, Rebecca takes us through how it can be applied to the fashion industry. We don't want designers to see that as a threat, but really as an opportunity. We'd, we really want to enhance the, the craft and give them an extensions kind of of their fingers and that we are not competing against traditional design process or anything, but we really want to complement them. Beyond design, 3D printing has the ability to disrupt fashion in many ways, including making the industry virtually waste-free and more sustainable. Enjoy this episode that we've created in paid partnership with EOS. So how are you today, Rebecca? I'm excellent. Thanks, Peter. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this recording. It's the first time we've had on the podcast an industrial type of player um, speaking about what they're doing. And today we're speaking all about 3D printing and how it could potentially be usable for the fashion industry. But before we get stuck in into the conversation, I'm just going to recap what's happening within the space itself. So for 3D printing on the global market, it's expected to be 98.31 US dollars, billion dollars by 2032. In terms of the fashion space, though, we don't really see it that much. We did have Adidas releasing their Future Graph product around the 2017-2018 year timeframe, but it's not necessarily commercially scalable just yet. Um, this year, Pangaea released their 3D printed shoe in April, springtime-ish, so we'll see how that performs. And of course, we have 3D printed accessories and eyewear, but there's so much more potential for it to be had within fashion, which I'm very excited to hear about how you guys are taking it on at EOS. But before we get stuck into it, tell us about your story, Rebecca. What was your journey into 3D printing and product innovation? Uh, yeah, so thanks, Peter, uh, for, for having us and uh, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, so my name is Rebecca. Um, I'm based in Germany, in Berlin. Uh, I st my, as my background, I studied industrial engineering. Um, and this is a study which is kind of reflecting how economics and technology and engineering-driven topics are interfering. And briefly said, it taught me how to look at things in various ways from different perspectives and really understand how to go across different topics and verticals. Um, so I'm, I would say I'm more a technical person, but I really like this kind of mix. Um, and uh, yeah, how did I came into the space of 3D printing? It was actually my very first job after my study. I started at a company uh, that was doing 3D printing with the technology, uh, but for more larger scale and metal components. So for example, you could print with that technology a ship propeller. Um, so super interesting technology, but, but as you can imagine, not really a technology where you can do like really creative design-related stuff. Um, but I was really 
yeah, enjoying being on, on shows, trade shows and conferences um, for 3D printing and learning about other 3D printing technologies with which you can do like really nice, cool design stuff like jewelry, footwear, um, things that you're more relate to in your daily life. And yeah, this is where I get excited about that topic. Um, I got my first 3D printed necklace after a presentation at a conference. Um, so yeah, then I got the chance at EOS to to join this uh, company. And uh, I was really excited because, yeah, the EOS technology is more suitable for those design and fashion-related topics. And uh, yeah, now as a key account manager, um, I have the possibility to work really with those uh, creative people with the creative industry and enjoy exploring with them together what is possible with 3D printing in that space. So I think that's interesting, Rebecca. So for our listeners, you are a technical person, but you're doing some pretty creative things as well with your fashion clients, which I think is interesting that they're coming to you for that kind of advice. Um, and of course, you said, hey, you know, working with EOS and those um, elements. What does EOS do? Because I imagine a lot of our listeners do not know who EOS are um, and how are you working in the fashion space? Yeah. Um, yeah, so simple terms, um, EOS is the provider of a 3D printing technology. Um, the whole solution, like from the material you need for the 3D printing, so the powder, uh, to the machinery, the software, and all the post-processing steps. So we have a broad network of partners um, that we can offer to our customers, really an end-to-end -end solution. And um, yeah, so what kind of parts and components can be printed Um Uh, so it's really a broad range. So we start from components for a gas turbine that are used in a power plant, for example. So large scale, really industrial projects on a B2B level, but also even um, then to shoes, eyewear, accessories. So uh, on, the con on the consumer goods um, uh, thing at, at high end level. So and um, so it's really broad what we are doing there. And we are with the designers we really want to they're pushing innovations and we want to give them an insight like how is it working with 3d printing what do you how do you need to adapt maybe your design process etc and um, yeah how can you profit from this new technology um, what is possible maybe where you can um, um, enlarge in your design freedoms etc um, but may, maybe we, we start from the beginning, like how our technology itself is. Uh, yeah, I think we need uh, to do that because <laughs> I think many of our listeners, they probably have heard of the term yeah. 3D print. Yeah. But how does it work? Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of uh, different kinds of 3D printing technologies, but I just explained the one uh, that we are using at EOS. So it's a powder bed fusion technology. Um, it's a it's a process where you have a digital model uh, that is created, for example, by a brand, by a designer on any 3D software like Reno, for example. And then um, in our software, in our US software, we adapt that 3D uh, model to have it printed. So you can say we are virtually cutting it into thin slices like like an onion. 
convert that into a file that the 3D printer can read, in, in fact, and then a laser is melting uh, the powder in the exact locations specified by the computer model created uh, as instructed in, in the software. So, and then a new powder uh, layer is applied. And then again, the laser comes and fuses the material uh, where it needs to be fused. And then again, new layer of powder. And by, in this way, layer by layer, we create a part um, in an additive manufacturing kind of way. And maybe to give you an idea of the maybe the, the, the sizes that are possible, like we, we have our small, when we have a look at the polymer side, so uh, the plastic printing, <laughs> um, so the our small machine, the P1, the size is um, when you think of an object you can relate to in your daily life, maybe a shoebox, take a shoebox. So P1 is two shoeboxes and our biggest um, machine is around 70 shoeboxes as a build volume. So machine, of course, is much bigger, but the size you can print is around that size. So um, it, yeah, we have different kind of um, printers there to realize different kind of applications. Let me just get this right then. So I'm a fashion designer. I could design my 3D model, for example, on Rhino or Sketchfab. I can then essentially use the EOS technology and 3D print pretty much whenever I want, right? Is that is that the case? More or less, yes. <laughs> More or less, Correct. Yes. But we will help you do that. Yeah. <laughs> For the ones that are not so good on 3D, you will yeah. help us to do that. Yeah, I mean, probably, a 3D model. That, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then a 3D model like, is essential, yeah. Yeah. So then in terms of like, how long does it take to 3D print something like can you give us a bit more context there yeah yeah I mean that's uh, super <laughs> complex I mean that really depends on on the part you print the, the geometry the print parameters the material you're using but when we take um, maybe an application everyone knows of maybe a, um, a eyewear frame like a frame yeah. of glasses for example um, so on our small machine that takes around for like one frame nine minutes to print um, but of course you don't only print one single one um, in the in our small machine think about the two shoe boxes uh, it's around a hundred frames that would fit in and each of them would need about nine minutes and um, so for the eyewear example, it's also a po um, polymer material you would use. Um, so a PA12, that's a polymide, also known as nylon. Um, and when we then think about a material that we would need for a footwear application, that would be then more a flexible material. So a thermoplastic elastomer, for example. Yeah, and I think it's interesting how, you know, you do mention the, like, glasses, eyewear, and, like, footwear. And I can just imagine, like, all of these different footwear and accessories designers just feeling so free when trying to come up with their designs. And, you know, literally you can 3D print anything. And you kind of alluded to it earlier. So since anything can be printed, that can be dream. I just think of somebody like Iris Van Herpen, who's very well known in the industry for 3D printing, mm -hmm. things like that. Obviously, she is couture and she is that high-end level, but a lot of the clients that you're working with that I understand are also, you know, very sellable products, which I think is really interesting. So this design freedom, 
what opportunities does it actually present for fashion designers and brands? Yeah, so what, what means design freedom for us? That means really that you can produce complex structures that are really currently not possible to produce with the conventional manufacturing. So complex structures that, such as uh, twisted or interwoven individual parts. Um, so because when you think about the conventional way of manufac manufacturing accessories, for example, or, or midsoles for shoes, you always need kind of a mold for this component to be produced with injection molding, for example. And then you are really limited to that kind of mold design then, right? And um, so it's also a big effort when you're thinking about a design change um, that can't be done that quickly with conventional manufacturing manufacturing but with 3d uh, printing it is i mean you just change your model and um, then you can also print that you haven't produced a mode or anything yet for that and so it's super flexible so uh, to have design changes and really have the ability to create and test and learn and adapt again in a really flexible kind of way um that is, that is really great about 3D printing. When we think about, uh, we also have introduced our a new technology, uh, the fine detail resolution technology, FDR. Um, that is really also breaking new ground for designs because with this technology, you can even print much more filigree, fine and thin structures. Like think about uh, open. 0.2 millimeters wall thickness that you can produce with that. So it's really filigree parts you can produce and that kind of enlarges uh, even more your freedom of design. Um, we have talked now a lot about um, polymer printing, but of course metal is also possible. Yeah, so the same procedure is done. So you're just using a metal powder instead of a um, polymer powder. So you can think about like golden rings or cufflinks or anything like that, um, where also the powder um, is melted by a laser uh, and the part is produced layer by layer. So you can think of every kind of metal material, for example, titanium, uh, that can be used then for watches or glasses in the accessories um, segment. And But what I want to make clear here as well is that we... We don't want designers to see that as a threat, but really as an opportunity. We'd, we really want to enhance the, the craft um, of the jeweler and um, give them an extensions kind of of their fingers and that um, we are not competing against traditional design process or anything, but we really want to complement them and uh, give a new possibility of create things or anything. And I think that's an interesting point because a lot of, fashion professionals and designers that I meet quite often they are a little bit hesitant to adopt new technology because they do think it's going to you know destroy their creative process so you know take them from their jobs or whatever but I think it's interesting how you're saying actually no it's not going to take your job it's just an extension of your design process it's going to Correct. theoretically be able to dream, allow you to dream, to dream bigger even which is something that I completely share the sentiment as well. 
Um, obviously with fashion tech. Have you ever woken up one day and just think, I'm going to 3D print myself a ring today or something like that? Or yeah. 3D print myself Have you done it yet, Rebecca? Uh, no, no, actually not yet. <laughs> but I'm working really closely with the eyewear company. <laughs> so maybe next time we speak, I hope I have my maybe own eyes. Next time. Yeah, correct. I up on the call with like, you know, a fully 3D printed necklace from like gold or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, you, you did mention that the creating products people can relate to in like what ways do you mean like relating from that perspective yeah I mean for um what what we see in general and as a trend right not only in fashion um but of course also there is the whole topic of of customization and also how people are buying buying stuff so i think a lot of people are moving from the mass f or fast fashion to slow fashion thinking about sustainability etc so people are getting more attached to to the to the products they are buying and i think customization also really helps because like you have an influence then on 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 the design of the product you are buying and when you are more attached to that i think then you also use that longer and i think that's a really more uh, also a more sustainable way of of um, using and purchasing things so the sole customization topic that is really made for 3d printing um so you can really create some things according to your personal taste preferences and um yeah, as an example, I mean, the eyewear topic is, is a good example. For example, uh, you can scan your head and then adapt the design of the frame to your physics, uh, for example. And um, or another maybe example for that is, uh, yeah, BM or Mini also had, had a topic where customers could like kind of fine tune their cars so they could uh, choose an own design for lights and door handles to yeah really influence the product uh, that they're getting at the end. So it's often about design itself, but while we are recording, the, the Tour de France is ongoing. So thinking about also like maybe um, performance-driven components you're using, uh, in, for example, in the sports industry, so for cycling, it is possible to have yeah, your own cycling shoes, your own helmet, your own saddle created uh, by 3D printing in a much more sustainable way than in conventional manufacturing. And um, yeah, you can really easily connect performance increase also with high-end design with 3D printing. And um, you can even enjoy this product even more then. And uh, I think so people get more more related to the product then. Yeah. Are you following the Tour de France by any chance? Uh, to be honest, yes. <laughs> I uh, got you quite excited you? about that. <laughs> you were quite excited. I wasn't expecting a yes then, actually. <laughs> so you are following it. Um, <laughs> who, who's your favourite to win? Um, maybe Jasper Philipsen, we'll see. Okay. Robert Jonas Winnegard uh, is also, I mean, he's super strong, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. have you ever watched it in real life? In real life, no. Only uh, on TV. I, I need to go to, come to France. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in the French Alps one year. And ah, nice. those, those guys are fast, is all That's I crazy. can say. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. they go by you and yeah. just in a second. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I couldn't do that to be honest and then going up those hills as well in the French Alps it's, is just amazing it's crazy it's, it is yeah
So in terms of demand, like what are you seeing in terms of demand for the customization that you uh, uh, you just talked about? I mean, it's not there yet. I think it's not there yet really broad because I think maybe it's a misassumption of some people that they think it's more expensive, but in for 3D printing, mass customization is not more expensive. So you do, as you don't need an extra mode or tool for this each individual part, the machine doesn't care if it uh, prints uh, hundreds of the same parts or hundred kind of different parts. So that's really not um, not adding costs to the production itself. Also pushing complexity of, of products also doesn't increase cost of production. Uh, also the machine doesn't care if it's a simple design part or a more complex part. Um, of course, the service of customizing that adds costs. I mean, you need an iPad and the software to use the data you're, you're getting from the customer, but the production cost itself, that doesn't increase. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense then. So from a, a scalability and commercial viability perspective, how, how is it for 3D printing? We, we've done that. We've done that in, in yeah. other industry, uh, for sure, not, not in the fashion-related uh, kind of industries, but, uh, but we've done it in others. And I think also the, the partner network I, uh, I spoke before about is, is really essential here to, because like the customer, yeah, he, he does not only need a printer, but like really the whole process chain and he needs support on that. And I think that is really, really essential here um, to bringing this end-to-end provider um, to the customer. So he's also able to then scale up. And um, yeah, when I take, for example, this, uh, my, my eyewear, customer <laughs> the production company editor scale that is doing that for edit, uh, for for eyewear frames um, besides the benefits um, the pretty printing provides to the product itself like lightweight customization etc it really also brings benefit to the whole supply chain when you think about like a for conventional manufacturing it takes around one and a half years to get like a designed eyewear frame to the store and with 3D printing, we can be much more faster, like it, um, maybe up to you know, half a year. That, of course, really depends on, on the customer itself, like how advanced is he in 3D design and also 3D printing. But best case scenario, a customer comes to us, wants to have um, frames printed, it takes around four to six weeks to start the production. When we think about scalability, I mean, the current setup, this customer, for example, has with uh, seven machines, he can print like up to 200 to 250,000 frames per year. But what you also need to consider is that the limiting factor of scalability um, when bringing a new production technology and a new setup is not only the production itself, but all organizational logistical topics around that. And like everywhere, the, the devil is in the details. But I think it's the 3D printing itself, the machines itself is not limiting this uh, scalability possibilities. And then obviously from yourself personally, like obviously you come from it at a more technical production angle, but what about for the designers? What do you think they should be thinking about when designing and trying to think about 3D printing being incorporated into their design process? Yeah, I think what is really important here is that 
they get more and more into digital design. I mean, that is essential for us. I mean, we need kind of a file, right, that we can yeah. print. So that is what I see when we talk to the designers and brands, like the capability of in 3D designing, that is quite essential. And I think that needs really to be improved. And then like how I need to then maybe adapt that to have it printed on, for example, an EOS machine or another machine. I think this can then be helped. Um, we can help then the, the designer, but getting more into 3D design itself is really, really important. Um, but I think once they get there and understand more the 3D printing processes, et cetera, I think the, yeah, the advantages are huge. I mean, you can easily start with a new design, check the demand with that kind of design. And then you see, okay, the customers kind of want something in a different way. You just adapt that. You, so you can really um, be more flexible and adjust your supply chains and the mechanism behind that quite uh, quickly. We are getting there, but, but it will take uh, some more years, definitely, that the fashion industry also accepts that as a, as a, as another perspective yeah correct correct absolutely yeah. and i completely un i understand that you know being trained as a fashion designer myself of course at fashion school we learn photoshop we learn illustrator but we never learned 3d design software mm -hmm. so i you know it's just one of those things that doesn't have to just think about okay, instead of just having photoshop and illustrator think about having you know sketchfab i mentioned earlier within your design tool you know, thinking or your design handwriting, your process as well. And I think that's really important for moving the industry forward. Um, you said it's going to take a few years. Let's see if it's going to move a little bit quicker. But in your view, what do you think is going to be the future of 3D printing and fashion? Good question. I mean, there are a lot of things going on in the fashion industry, right? I think like the, yeah, due to the crisis we just had or having currently, yeah. um, I think 3D printing brings really new opportunities into the fashion industry. Like think about decentralizing production, like bringing the production really next to the end customer. That is much more easier with 3D printing. Uh, so you can really simplify your whole supply chain. Um, and and do more onshore manufacturing. You're faster. You're more flexible. Of course, it's also more sustainable when you don't have to ship something from maybe China to to Europe. Um, so that is of course um, cut down the the emissions. That is helping to really um, helping the fashion industry to get more more sustainable. We, for example, focus that also like we um, provide like a carbon calculator. So you can, before you start printing, you can calculate your, your footprint of that part uh, printed. And um, also, again, sorry for using that over and over again, but it's a great example with the with the eyewear, like the brand Umavo that is uh, producing the uh, their frames at additive scale. Uh, we did a whole like life cycle assessment of the product. And uh, the outcome was that we uh, we are able to really cut down uh, the uh, CO2 footprint by 50% uh, to conventional eyewear manufacturing. And there are even more possibilities there because we can also start using more bio-based um, materials, for example. So there's a lot of a lot more potential uh, to get that even even better and greener and, and more sustainable.
And then what about your dream, Becca? I can't remember how long have you been in this industry now? Um, I think it's around six, seven years now. Yeah. Oh, six, seven years. So enough then. So what's your dream for the <laughs> so what's your dream for the 3D printing industry? Now that you've seen quite a bit of it. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm I'm I think like this topic of decentralized production, I think that is really I think that will help us all a lot, uh, getting production really more next to the customer and to improve production for the planet. Um, and yeah, then I just hope that 3D printing gets it gets more involved in every everyone's daily life, kind of. I don't know, like thinking of the old old uh, copy shops that you maybe yeah. have a kind of like a 3D printing shop next to your door and when something is broken at your home you don't throw it away but go to the uh, 3D printing shop and have have it fixed and have a new part printed or something like that I don't know <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> but, would love, um, I completely agree with that like why yeah. don't we have places where for example we can just go next door and get a spare part or whatever 3d printed or if something yeah. broken, i mean you can also when you have a look at etsy there are a lot yeah. of providers having yeah. their desktop printer at home and then you can yeah. just send send them what you need and they print that for you so i think it's developing but maybe at some point we have that also you see that something like that in the cities yeah. <laughs> that would be great so it's that everyone gets a bit more attached to 3d printing because it's yeah not quite there yet for fashion yeah. but maybe we shall see yeah, yeah. Cool. within fashion stores within fashion brands in the near future yeah. which i think could be Something quite like interesting that. as a as also as a business model as well i think it could be interesting for brands to explore what does that mean from my experience retail format and of course from a money-making perspective as well so then mm. what's the next move for eos there are many, uh, but maybe we spoke now about sustainability and that is also really something that is driving us. And our main goal is really to introduce responsible manufacturing to the manufacturing landscape. And um, that also includes that we want to treat the resources that we currently have really responsible. And uh, that also means reduce waste as, as much as possible and reuse as much as possible. So this whole topic of circularity that is uh, really something we are um, working on, uh, having more greener materials and also thinking about the whole, again, the whole life cycle of a product and how can we reuse a 3D printed product and get maybe new powder out, out of that. Um, so that is one, one of the bigger topics we are working on currently. Yeah. So I just want to finish this conversation off with a quick fire round. So the first answer that comes from your head, Rebecca, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So question one, the last 3D printed product that you purchased? Haven't purchased it yet, but I will uh, purchase a 3D printed sunglass because I lost, I lost mine. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Okay. So you need to replace those quickly. Um, powder, liquid or filaments printing? I need to say powder. Yeah, it's powder for me. <laughs> a little there. One fashion item that you'd like to 3D print? I would love to wear EOS printed footwear. Yeah, good choice. Favorite designer that uses 3D printing? Uh, I, I think I need to say Iris van Herbram. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. I agree with that. And then last time you broke the 3D printer? Oh, there, I'm a sales uh, 
<laughs> person so they don't let me near a printer oh you're not allowed like you're it's like no entry zone for for Rebecca okay correct I correct I get it <laughs> they keep me away from that so I think that's a good choice yeah. I just get the 3d printed part yeah uh, a designer or a fashion brand wants to learn more about EOS and how to do 3d printing where should they go to I just can't Contact me via LinkedIn or go to our website, uh, have a look there and get in touch with us. So we are really happy to explore the possibilities of 3D printing for the fashion industry. We are also learning and I think learning together is much more fun. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to click follow to keep up to date with the latest episodes. And if you like this episode, please give us a review. If you want us to feature a specific theme or guest, please give us a message at beyondform.io. I will see you very soon.